With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Love Talk Radio. You're listening to Dr. E.J. McKenzie on Blog Talk Radio. Greetings, this is your host, Dr. E.J. McKenzie with The Master King. Today is the day that the Lord has made. We have made a decision to rejoice and be glad in it. Today is the day as we set aside to share from the heart of God in the areas of prayer, intercession, warfare, and the supernatural. My prayer today that God will grace us to minister your heart and that you have eyes to see, ears to hear, heart to receive, and a mind to comprehend what the Spirit of the Living God desires to articulate today. I want to share some principles today that I think it is vital. I've been in a state of uh, consecration uh, for a while now. And um, when I say consecration, I said a state. Um, the Lord been really dealing with me concerning the body of Christ. Uh, myself, the church, globally. Why is it we are not seeing a greater manifestation of the kingdom of God in the earth realm? Why do we see more supernatural manifestation from the realm of darkness than we do the realm of God? Do any of us ever stop and think and and ask these questions. The Bible says in the book of Galatians that you and I, we are to, if we live in the Spirit, we shall also walk in the Spirit. If, if we live, if we live in the Spirit, if we live in the Spirit, we shall also walk in the Spirit. The Bible says in the book of John chapter 3, that which is born of flesh is flesh, and that which is born of spirit is spirit. If I ask everyone that is have joined us today and those who will join us later, if is you born again, you would say yes. Now all of this have everything to do with the supernatural today. This have everything to do with spiritual warfare today. This have everything to do with battling in the realm of the spirit. This have everything to do with conquering. This have everything to do with advancing the kingdom of God which is invisible. You cannot advance the kingdom if I'm more natural than I am spiritual. I know for a fact something is happening. Uh, and, 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 and I sense a divine intrusion, if I can use that word, a divine intrusion 
getting ready to take place. I believe it's already started, but we have not seen the increase of the momentum. And what I mean by divine intrusion, I believe a lot of us, especially in America and all over the place, but a lot of us is under a spirit of delusion. Something has happened to cause us to be satisfied with making a confession confession of salvation, but we are not experiencing salvation. Something has happened. I'm looking, observing my life. I'm observing all of those that is around me. I'm looking at my life. I'm looking at Jesus' life. I'm looking at the word of the Lord. I'm looking at my life. I'm looking at those around me. I'm looking at the first century Christians. And I'm seeing a major discrepancy. And those, and watch this right here. I'm seeing a major discrepancy in the supernatural with those of the first century church in the book of Acts and us today. A major discrepancy. Now let's look at the difference here, the major, the major difference between the first century church and the church of the Lord Jesus Christ today. Let's look at this. Now, what do what advantage do we have that they didn't have? What advantage do we have that they didn't have? I and mean, what advantage I can say they had that we don't have? I don't really see us having an uh, they having more advantage than we do. But let's let's, let's look at it. We enter we enter a uh, dispensation of communication, a dispensation of technology. We have access to the world through technology. We have access to every kind of Bible that is available. We have access to every kind of dictionary, encyclopedia, um, Greek, Hebrew. We have access to every known available amount of information possible. They didn't. They had no Bible. They had no Bible. They uh, didn't have Bible studies you can print out. They didn't have Bibles that you can research. They didn't have, they didn't have devotionals. They didn't have prayer books. They had none of the things uh, that we pride ourselves on having, but it was more spiritual. There was a greater level of the supernatural being made manifest through the first century church than us. What is the problem? Something is wrong. We got, what <laughs> I say is amazing. I have an iPad, and I have about three libraries on my iPad. I walk around with a computer that's about a pound and a half or two pounds or less. It's probably not that much. But I walk around with the three libraries. I walk around with the capability of touching the world. I can email anyone in the world from my iPad. 
The first century church did not have this. The first century church did not have access to the world. They didn't have access even to a Bible because there was no Bible at the time. It was a scroll. We see a young man named Stephen, full of the Holy Ghost. Great signs, wonders, and miracles. One of the original deacons. Deacons operate in the supernatural. Do our deacons today flow in the supernatural? Do our deacons today move in the spirit? See in the realm, hear in the realm. Something is wrong. I started off today uh, asking a question. If I ask you or you say, you will say yes, then if I ask you, how do you know you saved, what would be your answer? I guarantee you 90% of the people will say, I'm saved because I asked Jesus Christ to come into my life. I guarantee 90% will say that. Then my next question would be to all of us, including E.J. McKenzie. The Bible says that the Spirit of God bears witness with our spirit that we are sons of God. How many of us that has received Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior have experienced the witness? Have experienced and you, can, you know and understand and you can articulate and can say for sure that I witness in my spirit the Spirit of God witnessed to my human spirit that I was saved. Very few people, if any, uh, 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 I wouldn't say any, but, but very few people can say, I received a witness of the Spirit. And that was an internal witness. I, I received a witness of the Spirit that I saved. Because the reason I'm putting this to us today, because we can pray, 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 war, 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 battle, 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 and see, see nothing. And you know the same thing about it? We have come to the place we're satisfied not seeing anything. This is the condition of the church today, especially here in the Western Hemisphere. Not every church, the majority, we are satisfied with not seeing anything. We are satisfied with praying and not seeing anything. We are satisfied with praying and not seeing a manifestation and demonstration. We're satisfied. The church in the Western Hemisphere, not all, once again, not all churches, but the majority of churches. We're satisfied with coming to prayer meeting and praying in prayer meetings and don't expect God to do absolutely nothing. We're satisfied. We're satisfied. Something has happened to cause us to get in this state of religiosity, this state of having a form of godliness but denying the power. What has caused us to get in this state? It got to be us leaders. Because if nothing is happening in our lives as leaders, we can't expect anything to happen in the people's lives. If the Spirit of God don't lead us into an encounter, we can't lead the people into an encounter. 
we satisfied. We satisfied uh, what has become the standard in the church uh, is people's ability to articulate the word of God and not people's ability to live in the spirit realm. The Bible says that which is born of flesh is flesh and that which is born of spirit is spirit. We are satisfied with confessing Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior and still living by our flesh. We satisfied. We satisfied with making excuses why we don't live in the realm of the spirit. We satisfied. It comes over the pulpit and we say, well, everybody is human, but that's not what the Bible says. Paul denounced that statement to the Corinthians church. He said, you act like mere men. You act like mere men. What is he saying? You're acting like a human being. You're acting like a, a, a man of the flesh. But we, we satisfy. We, we, we tell everybody, you're human, you're going to sin. It's okay. It's all right. So therefore, what happened, we, Jesus is no longer the standard, then men become the standard. And yet we want the power of God to flow. We want the power of God to flow. I was, I've been observing a pattern lately, and, and, and the Lord is confronting us. I was uh, 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 observing this deliverance pastor, one of the greatest deliverance pastors I've ever seen in my life. Uh, uh, and, and a lot of pastors... Uh, has begun to start manifesting. Love has started manifesting. One deliverance pastor uh, brought his wife for deliverance, and he ended up manifesting and got delivered. The pastor, he brought his wife, a deliverance pastor, brought his wife to get be delivered, but he ended up getting delivered. And he was shocked uh, that when his wife began to share it with him, what was being articulated out of him, he ended up seeing, seeing the, the, the video called They Film Everything. And he was actually man, how could this thing be? I'm a delivering pepper. I have cast devils out. I lay hands on the sick, and people get healed. I've gone through um, a deliverance school. I've gone to different kind of schools, and, and I got my certificate. <laughs> we some mess. God help us. Yes, how could it be? Another pastor manifested and was shocked. He asked the same question. How can this be? I, I, I lay hands on people, people get healed. I cast out devils. He said, I was shocked this kind of thing was, uh, was, being, was uh, speaking through me. Shocked. And there are many of you that has joined us on this broadcast today and said, is this for real? How can this be, preacher? You mean the pastors? Can a pastor preach the gospel? And can a pastor lay hands on the sick and the sick recover? And, and, and there's demonic activity? Ladies and gentlemen, my cry to God for me and all of us today on this radio broadcast, that we really will cast ourselves on the altar of God and ask God, show me if I'm really saved. Salvation don't come by by a statement that come out of your mouth. If the Holy Spirit don't bear witness, your spirit, you ain't saved. If the Spirit of God don't bear witness, if the Spirit of God don't bear witness, if the Spirit of God don't bear witness to the adoption of sonship, 
then then you, <laughs> you're not. But how many of us on this on this broadcast today want to experience what the first century church experienced? Genuine salvation. Think about it. We are saved, but we're still enslaved. We are, we are confessing salvation, but we're enslaved to things. We ain't saved from according to first century church. Jesus can't be Lord. It's um, dominated by anger and dominated by lies and dominated by perversion and dominated by this and dominated by deception and dominated by uh, greed, uh, dominated by revenge, uh, dominated by rejection. Jesus is not Lord and he's not Savior. When we are born again, ladies and gentlemen, think about it. When you and I are born again, when we're, I'm not talking about temptation. I'm talking about born again. Born unto the Lord Jesus Christ of the Father through the person of the Holy Spirit. Born again. The Bible tells us in the book of Peter that we are to partake of the divine nature of God. We are to partake of the divine nature of God. Now, who, who is he writing to? He's writing to sinners? Absolutely not. Cannot be. Because sinners don't have the divine nature. Peter. We have an Adamic nature. We have a, 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 a divine nature. The moment you were born again, there is a divine nature. But how many of us have partake? Peter said partake. Partake. You can have, if those of you that had breakfast this morning, breakfast with food was uh, uh, placed before you, if it can look, you can look at it, smell it, say this is good, this is awesome, this is dynamite, but never partake of it. Then the food that you don't partake don't do you any good. It's not going to do you any good. Are you hearing the Holy Spirit this morning? Now, because I'm going somewhere dealing with the supernatural today and dealing with spiritual warfare today, battling and warring in the realm of the spirit. You cannot battle and you cannot war if you're incarcerated. And we are satisfied. I had a meeting uh, with uh, uh, a few of the senior leaders um, the other day, Thursday. I had a meeting with some of the senior leaders. And I was talking to them on this wise. Showing them some clips of pastors being delivered and had no idea that the money force was in them. And the reason I want to show them this right here because uh, uh, is there a possibility that demons is in you and you're not aware of it? What is the thing that is blocking and stopping? the Lord Jesus Christ, from manifesting himself in your life. I had a meeting with them. Because the standards is too low in Panorama. The standards is too low in my home. Standards are too low. And when I mean the standards are too low, oh, we ain't going out, going out there. See, that's what we get tricked. We ain't going out there doing any kind of wild, stupid, crazy stuff, just wild 
It's the little fox that's supposed to survive. It's the little foxes. Either we're living in the spirit, we're not living in the spirit. We walk in the spirit, we're not walking in the spirit. I'm constantly being dominated by the flesh. Same old thing for 50 years. Something's wrong. But we satisfied. We satisfied. I'm going to tell you, you know why we satisfied? Because the standards is so low in the body of Christ. Because everybody lived that way, and so we satisfied. And so everybody has become the standard. Jesus has ceased to be the standard of his church. Jesus ceased to be the standard. What did Jesus say about the Holy Spirit in the book of John, chapter 14, 15, and 16? Those three chapters, chapters did a lot about the Holy Spirit. He said, when he comes, he's going to testify about me. He's going to testify about me. He's going to testify about me. He's going to testify Christ to us. He's going to witness Jesus to us. What is that saying? That if you're born again, then I'm actually had the Holy Spirit. Say, yes, of course I have the Holy Spirit. Now, he's going to witness Jesus to us. He's going to testify Jesus to us. Now, what vice that dominates you that don't 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 dominate Jesus. Then the Holy Spirit you have not submitted to the Holy Spirit witness of Jesus to you in that area. I'm gonna tell you what happens with us. God help us to get it today. Holy Spirit help us, Holy Spirit. Help us, Holy Spirit. The majority of things, I'm going to tell you why so many of us are so frustrated. So many of us are so aggravated in the body of Christ right now. Frustrated with ourselves. Frustrated with our spouses. Frustrated with our children. Frustrated with our ministry. Frustrated with our health. Frustrated with our wealth. I'm going to tell you why. One of the main reasons is we try to deliver and do things ourselves in the name of Jesus. If the Holy Spirit don't set us free, we will never experience liberty. So what we do, we go on a fast that is not initiated by the Holy Spirit. And that's why. I look at all the consecration that we do in Panorama, and we are praying ministry. Why isn't we farther along as we are if all this prayer is Holy Spirit initiated? But we will talk about it, everybody all over the world. Last year, we went on uh, every, the last Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. You know, we have a prayer line, so we decided to fast on those days. To fast the last Monday, the last Tuesday, and last Wednesday. We did that for 12 months last year. But we talk about it. Oh, we're on the fast. and All right. Everybody pray. Okay, praise the Lord. We, we, the, the, the last Monday, Tuesday. Don't forget the prayer line. This is what I tell my wife. I call it spiritual gymnastics. I speak this, uh, I tell the leisure, spiritual gymnastics. We're just doing, we're doing stuff, but what is the evidence that my fast was Holy Spirit inspired? All the prayers was Holy Spirit inspired because there would be evidence. How is it you can fast three days a week for 12 months? Three days a week for 12 months. And that's what? 36 days? Three days a week 
for 12 months and still there's no change i'm still i am i am i am no longer i'm i am no more spiritual when i started in january 2012 and ended in december 31st i am i am not even i'm no i'm no more i'm no no more spiritual than i was when i started something's wrong what do the what do the fans do? Cause you lose a few pounds, and then if I lost more weight, if I lost weight in the body, but then gain any weight spiritually, it lets me know I just fast. I, I just want to diet for thirty six days because Jesus is no more Lord today than He was when I first started. I'm no longer sensitive to the Holy Spirit than I was when I started. I'm no longer. Uh, there's no more power in my life than it was when I started. Then it was a fast of the flesh. It was like initiated by the Spirit of God. Ladies and gentlemen, only what is initiated by the Spirit of God will bring life. That means my fasting was a fast of death. My prayer was a prayer of death. Anything in the natural, it is dead. Anything that is done in the natural, it is dead. Once again, anything that's done in the natural, it is dead. But only what is empowered by the Spirit brings life. Now, what has happened with us? What's the difference between us and the first century church? Why was the first century church that did not have a Bible? They was not Bible carriers. How is it they was more spiritual, floating the supernatural than us? The revival that broke out in Antioch was not a revival that broke out by the apostles. The revival that broke out in Antioch was broke out by the scattered Jews after the persecution took place in Jerusalem. They scattered to Antioch. They scattered throughout the world, brother. And then revival broke out there through them. Then they sent delegations from Jerusalem there to bring order and to establish the church. We got people with titles, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers, and powerless. How could we have these titles and we be powerless? The Bible said the kingdom of God, Paul says in, in, in 1 Corinthians, that he said the kingdom of God comes not in word, but it comes in power. Where is the power? And I'm not talking about satanic power, there is soul power. I'm talking about spirit power. Where's the power? And we only see the power in a church service. First Central Church, they they didn't go to church like we did. They had a synagogue that went every Sabbath. And after the person kept Jesus died, a lot of them didn't do that. They started, that's when they started developing home churches, uh, went from house to house breaking bread and abiding in the apostles' doctrine. They lived in the power of God. It was a daily act for them. It wasn't a church thing. It was a daily act for them. Why I don't wake up in the supernatural? And we talk about all these these spiritual gymnastics. I heard my wife mention one of the broadcasts one time. I, my husband wake up. He said, good morning, Holy Spirit, which I really don't say good morning, Holy Spirit. I, I just say good morning, Father. Good morning, uh, um, Lord Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. That's what I usually do when I wake up when I say that. But that means nothing. That don't mean anything. Here it is again. It's a formula. Somebody hear that? Oh, man, the apostle said when he wake up in the morning, the first thing on his body, he said, good morning, Father, good morning, Lord Jesus, good morning, Holy Spirit, and then you start doing that. 
So it becomes a formula. It becomes something you do, but there's no life in it because it was not initiated by the Holy Spirit. There was no conviction when you heard that you got a conviction in your spirit. Say, mm, the spirit, quicken your spirit. And the reason quickly, that's what he wants you to do, begin to acknowledge him when you rise. If you didn't get a quickening in your spirit, he, you can do it all you want to. It means nothing. You'll be just speaking words of death. They will not be words of life. Why? Because those words was not initiated by the Holy Spirit. What is not the Holy Spirit is death. What is not the Holy Spirit is flesh. And that has been one of the problems because that has been the standard. The standard has so disintegrated in the body of Christ uh, that the standard has been so natural. And so, therefore, everybody looks at it as spiritual because um, we go to church, because we quote scripture. But yet we want to bind devils. We want to rebuke devils. Now, going back to these pastors. These pastors um, that, that uh, is being delivered and set free. What is, what is with this? That we leaders need to be set free, trying to set people free, and we've been set free. Now, this question would be this right here. Now, a lot of these pastors that I'm sharing with you uh, 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 have deliverance and healing ministries. Now, the question would be, are they legitimate pastors? I believe they are. I believe they are. You don't get into judgment and criticism. You are not the standard. You are not God. I'm not God. But I'm going to tell you what I believe. I've been sharing this for years, and I got to initiate. As a matter of fact, the meeting that I had with my leaders on Thursday is just right here. I've been sending for you, and, I, and, 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 and maybe this is a rebuke from God with me. I shared with them, I said, I believe. That everybody that joins Panorama or we do an altar call and people get saved, I personally believe the first thing we need to do is take them through deliverance. For, uh, take them through deliverance. Then one of the questions was asked me, well, do, uh, 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 well uh, how do you do that? Do you make people? See, I have that stuff like that bothered me. Elementary questions like that bothers me, especially if you've been around me so, so long. If you really believe I'm a man of the word, a man of standards that I have demonstrated before you, God don't make nobody do nothing. Why in the world are we going to try to make somebody get delivered? God don't make you love him. God don't make you get saved. God don't make you get healed. God don't make you receive the promises of God. God don't make anyone do absolutely nothing. And when a leader talks to me like that, it, it, it grieves me because it's stupidity to me. But anyway, going back to to what the Lord has been dealing with me about, I believe it's one of the patterns that we need to establish immediately. At one particular time, I've taken the whole leadership to the church. One time, uh, uh, years ago, when we was in the building there, uh, we took the whole church through the It was tremendous, tremendous uh, uh, move of God. But my problem is many times when you do that, if people do not maintain a level of spirituality or develop a level of spirituality, it makes it worse. It makes it worse. Deliverance is not magic. Deliverance is not, it's not passing responsibility. 
deliverance is not a crutch, but we use it as a crutch. We use it, uh, if I just, just go, go, go to the man of God, woman, and I just get saved, everything going to be all right. Nothing is all right. What's making everything is all right, not the deliverance. What makes everything right is the Holy Spirit. Your relationship, your fellowship with the Holy Spirit in the Word of God. That makes everything right. Not deliverance, but the Holy Spirit who delivers. And the deliverer, the preacher ain't the deliverer. He's something but an instrument and a channel that the Holy Spirit is using to deliver and set you free. It's the spirit that sets free. It's the spirit that heals. It's the spirit that delivers. It's the spirit that restores. Without that relationship with the Holy Spirit, ladies and gentlemen, this is where the church is located. That's why we're so messed up. Now, going back to the pastors that, that operate in the gifts of the Spirit, that's operating, uh, uh, setting people free and people getting healed, whatever the case may be, and you say, how could this be if a demon came out of the person? Easy. Now, I'm going to ask you this question here. Who's the author of sickness? Satan. Mm. Who is the author of demonic possession? Satan. So my question would be, can I really set people free when I need to be free? And here's the deception. Watch this right here. What if the spirit in me tells the spirit in the other person? Come out, but you can go back in later to manipulate you and to manipulate the person that's being set free. That sounds like a plan to me. They accused Jesus, the scribes and the Pharisees, they accused Jesus of casting out demons by Beelzebub. But Jesus said, I cast out spirits by the finger of God or by the Holy Spirit. He said, if I cast out spirits by the finger of God or the Holy Spirit, he said, then the kingdom of God has come unto you, then there will be evidence. There will be evidence. And please listen to me. Think about it. There will be evidence, not you getting set free. There will be evidence that there's life of the kingdom in you. See, what's the purpose of you getting set free, but you still have the same attitude? You still have to uh, live the same lifestyle. And you are confessing that you are free. I mean, think about it. Why be say, say I'm free, but there's no difference in my mindset, my attitude, my disposition, my thinking? We, we are satisfied when people say the demons come out. Are they tall, whatever the case may be, and they come out, we satisfied with that. But we're not satisfied with the kingdom manifesting itself in them and through them. When the kingdom, he said, the kingdom has come unto you. When the kingdom come, not only you'll be set free, but then there will be evidence or characteristics and attributes of the kingdom. Are you hearing the Holy Spirit today? In order for you and I to be successful in battling and warring against forces of darkness, think about it. 
You cannot war against Satan with Satan. Satan, and Jesus says this in that same uh, those passages. Satan cannot cast out Satan. Satan cannot cast out Satan. Then his kingdom will be divided. Think about it. Now, if a man of God, a woman of God, have a ministry, and these spirits start manifesting, and they were doing the work of the ministry, these spirits start manifesting. Now, let's think logically here. If these spirits start manifesting, then that means then, think about it. There's two kingdoms then was at work in the one person. Two kingdoms. So something is wrong here. Something is wrong. Either Jesus Christ is Lord or Satan is Lord. Then how would you and I know what kingdom that I really belong to? You won't tell me I belong to the kingdom of God. I belong to the kingdom of God. Now, only thing that you and I have is the word of God. The only thing you and I have is the word of God. The word of God is the solution to answer to everything. Now, Jesus was been a harass constantly, continuously, consistently by the scribes and the Pharisees. One day in John, Jesus makes a statement. Jesus says, the will of your father you will do. And your father is the devil. I'm paraphrasing. He didn't say it like that. But the will of your father you would do. For your father was a murderer, a liar from the beginning. And his will you would do. Now, he's saying this to the children of Israel. He's talking to the leadership of the children of Israel. The will of your father you would do. Interesting, isn't it? This challenging our thinking. The will of your father you would do. The will of your father you would do. He said, I'm doing the will of my father. And the evidence is the works that I do. The evidence that the Father's in me is the works I do. The evidence that the Father's in me is the works I do. The evidence that the Father's in me is the works I do. The evidence that the Father's in me, the life that I live. The evidence that the Father's in me, look at my lifestyle. The evidence that the Father that is in me, look at my life. Look at the fruit that I bear. You shall know them by the fruit that they bear, the evidence that the Father is in me, and I'm in the Father. He's telling the scribes and Pharisees this. He said, but the will of your Father you would do, and the will of your Father is the devil. The devil is your daddy. Oh, you know they want to kill him then. Now, what if you, what if you see someone that's confessing to be a Christian that is constantly, constantly manifesting fruits of Satan? Manifest fruits of Satan. And you tell them, interesting, your dad is the devil. They will want to kill you. 
They want to take out a gun and shoot you. They want to go in their house, if you got an axe, and get their axe and split your head open. Don't you tell me that Satan's by that God is my father. And that's what they said, too. You shall know them by the fruit that they bear. Let me ask you a question. If a person in uh, uh, doing a thing, and they repent of it, and you don't see them do this thing again, they may get tricked again maybe next year, two years, three, four, five years again. Would you be able to say that person is that thing? No. That's a person that just should let you know how the Holy Spirit is working that person's life. The Holy Spirit is yielding to the convicting power of the Holy Spirit. They repented, got back up, and kept going. If they even fall into again, if they fall into again, they got manipulated. Tricked. They got allowed themselves to get tricked. And once they recognize and repent, okay, God, forgive me. I see how I got missing again. I allowed this thing here to trigger this right here. I allowed this happen, blah, 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 whatever the case may be. But when something becomes a lifestyle, if I'm a Christian and something's a lifestyle, you have to question. The Bible says, Satan, he that sinneth is of the devil. And the Greek word that he that practices sin is of the devil. So that when it becomes a lifestyle, say, ladies and gentlemen, God, the Holy Spirit, is impossible to be at this work in you. Impossible. Impossible. When it becomes a lifestyle. And you want to know why? Because the majority of our efforts, uh, efforts of getting set free is our own. When you got saved, what did you have to do to get saved? What did you have to do to get saved? If you confess the salvation right now, what did you have to do? First, you was confronted that you was a sinner. You saw that your life was going down the tube and you needed someone greater than you. That's just how it works. Conviction comes. The Spirit got to show you. You said, Lord, come into my life. I can't make it. Uh, uh, you know. He comes in. He saves you. There's people I know that uh, uh, smoked before they got saved. The moment they got saved, boom, instant. Had a young lady when we first started the church. She was a smoker. And she heard me teach about these principles. That when God comes to your life and the Spirit of God comes, you don't need Boom. From that day to this day, I, I hope anyway, I haven't seen her in years, she's moved away. Uh, but she shared with me instantly the desire and the taste left her. That's a work of the Holy Spirit. That's a work of the Holy Spirit. And matter of fact, she told me one time uh, when she was living here, she was driving. And all of a sudden, with her windows up, cigarette smoke came into her car. And it was so nasty to her. That's the work of the Holy Spirit. You know why we struggle with stop smoking and getting off of drugs? Because we do it 
in our own strength. We try to do it ourselves. That's the flesh. The flesh likes to do things so it can get credit. The flesh. And you can take new patches and there's medications and different things you can you can take and use to stop smoking as a Christian. You can you you can do those kind of things. That's not the way God wants it. He wanted to be by his Holy Spirit. Supernatural. And we talk around here, supernatural, 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 but how many people is living supernaturally? They want to do supernatural things, but not live supernaturally. Living supernatural is living in total 100% dependency upon the Holy Spirit. That's living supernaturally. Living, committing, submitting 100% to the Holy Spirit. That's supernatural. So when this young lady instantly stopped smoking, supernatural. My mother was about to die. Was dying, really. Her aunt, uh, not her aunt, but her my aunt, her sister called me. She said, call your mother. And I called her. Barry can talk. And Spirit of God told me to tell her, don't say a word. Just be quiet. And I, by the Spirit of the living God, rose up, the Holy Ghost in me, and began to take authority of the forces of darkness, even the spirit of infirmity I commanded to go. I began to break his, Satan's power over her spirit, soul, her heart, mind, her body. And I could begin to let that spirit know you have absolutely no legal right there in the name of the Lord Jesus. And then I told her to inhale and exhale three times. And see, this is another thing. People hear me say that. They'll tell, they'll tell everybody else to do the same thing. See, I can tell a person to do that by being led by the Spirit of God. They hear me say that, and they'll tell everybody to do that. It's fleshly because it's not Holy Spirit-led. Only the Holy Spirit can bless. Only the Holy Spirit can heal. Only the Holy Spirit can deliver. No human being. So anyway, I said, so I want you to do. I want you to lie down. Go get in bed and lie down. And give me a ring tomorrow. She went and lie down until my all night. This black stuff was coming up out of her all night. From that particular incident to now, she had not smoked another cigarette. And think about it. She started, I didn't know this, found this out. She started smoking at 13 years old. And when this took place, she was in her 60s when uh, uh, that, uh, the Lord worked that miracle for her. From 13 years to 60-something. You know that's the work of the Spirit. That's no human effort. That's the work of the Holy Ghost. It is impossible. Watch this right here. See, all of this is for all of us to examine ourselves, ladies and gentlemen, because I want, I'm, I'm, going to, I'm going to try to end this broadcast talking about that how the enemy's goal is to tie. You have to be mindful of who you get in a relationship with, too. People that are spiritually in tune know how to move in, in and out of the realm of the Spirit, and they're envious of you and jealous. They know how to tie your spirit up, manipulate you to do something so they can have legal right to tie your spirit up. And they're tied up by the instrumentality of demon spirits. They are the instrument. 
And the demon just used them as an instrument to tie your spirit up in the realm of the spirit. And you got to, once you understand it, and begin, now you got to begin to take authority over. First, you got to repent of any sin that you've done before the enemy have legal right to tie your spirit up. Once your spirit tied up, you could never progress. Because think about it. It's your human spirit that is born again. When you begin become born again, it's your human spirit that is born again. And when your spirit is tied, you're incarcerated. You will never be able to progress. You'll never be able to go forth. You'll never be able to do absolutely nothing until your spirit gets liberated. And the Bible says when one's stronger than him, the strong man, when one is stronger than him, come, he can bind the strong man. And that's why we have to go to people from time to time that have a greater grace on their life and greater anointing on their life. What makes their grace anointing greater is because of their life and their commitment to the Lord Jesus Christ. And, 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 and it's not spiritual gymnastics. It's a life of commitment to the Lord Jesus Christ. They're sold out to God. They live for him. They live for him. For him. And so then they can, Spirit, Spirit of God only can reveal what the money forces uh, um, have done, the damage that's been done. Only the Holy Spirit can reveal. Then we'll, we'll think about the scripture says, ladies and gentlemen. For I have not seen or ear heard, neither into the hearts of men, the things that the Father has prepared for us, but the Father is revealing them unto us by what? His Spirit. But trust me. Think about it. The same Spirit, the same Holy Spirit we're talking about, is the same Holy Spirit that reveals. When was the last time that the Holy Spirit revealed to you personally. Notice what the scripture says. I have not seen nor ear heard, neither entered into the heart of men the things that the Father has prepared for them that love him. But he's revealing them unto us by his spirit. He's revealing them unto us by his spirit. He's revealing them unto us by his spirit. Then, if the Holy Spirit had not revealed anything to you, what I have not seen nor ear heard, what the Father's prepared for you, she'll let you know something. She'll let you know something. The Bible also says in Corinthians there, it, it, it says uh, 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 that the Spirit searches all things. Yes, even the deep things of God. He searched the deep things of God for your life, my life. What is blocking the revelation from the Holy Spirit to us? What is blocking him from revealing to me? What is blocking him from revealing to you the deep things of God, the things that I have not seen, the things that ear have not heard? What is blocking the believer today? From knowing, knowing the heart and the mind of the Father. We have done ourselves disservice by being satisfied with a mediocre life, being a mediocre Christian. And even God said, Jesus said, I prefer your heart of cold, not lukewarm. 
and the majority is lukewarm. That's why we don't see great manifestations and demonstrations of the Spirit of God. We've been manipulated by the enemy. Enemy has in, infiltrated the church, and the enemy has weakened us leaders. And I see, I, I said us because I connect myself with every leader. I connect myself with every leader. We can be better. We can do better. But God's going to judge us severely for this for this mundane standard that we have allowed to flow in the church because we have such low standards for ourselves. Then the people around us have such a low standard. We cannot put a demand on them because we have not put a demand on ourselves. But yet we want to bind devils. And when we've been, we are bound ourselves, something is wrong. Something is wrong. And we, we get all, all hyped up and, 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 and I, it's, I just can't, I can't comprehend it. Uh situation that transpired not too long ago. But nevertheless, I'm going to get into that. But, Something is wrong for us to believe that we're going to make it. And when we know that we are dominated by all of these vices. And the Bible says, for whom the Son has set free, they are free in it. But we'll quote that scripture in bondage. We'll preach that scripture while we're incarcerated. And the devil will not touch you. He wants you to preach it because he knows you're already deceived. And he knows deceived people deceive people. And so you're really, when you're preaching, you're casting a spell on people. When you are in bondage and you ain't dealing with the bondage. The Bible talks about when we hide our sins, when we with secret sins. He talks about that. God will not hear you. So us us preachers that know uh, 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 know that you're incarcerated and you got all these vices and you're hiding and but you're leading people to prayer. God cannot hear you. He can't hear you, but you don't care as long as the people hear you. So you care more about your relationship with people than you do with Almighty God Himself. Shame on us. Shame on us. We need to quit the ministry. We need to give up. We need to throw our hands up and say, God, evidently I must not be called. And think about it. I wouldn't say called, chosen. We're not men and women of God. We're men and women of people. We love our images more than we do, we do our relationship with the Most High God. That is more vital to us than our relationship with God, our fellowship with God, our intimacy with God. If there's anybody, if there's any of us today that say, my all for your all. As Paul said in Philippians, I count all things dung that I might win you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I want you. I count it all dung. I count it as nothing. I count it, I count it as feces that I might win Jesus.
We got people who will say that, but have absolutely no idea how to live that. Because the only way you and I can live that is through the Holy Spirit. And the only way you can say this is by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit reveals to you the value of the things of this world uh, compared to the value of the things of things in the realm of God. And once you ever see it, you know that the things in this realm have absolutely no value spiritually, no eternal value. You don't pursue it, you pursue him, and he will cause it to pursue you. He already know our motives. We can't trick him, we cannot lie to him. He's God. Today I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you today before I release you, unless we have somebody that wants prayer today. I want to challenge you today to allow the Holy Spirit to examine you. To allow him to examine you. And I want you to hear this right here about the Spirit. God just dropped this in my spirit. And those of us that have done a lot of consecration, and when you consecrate and you don't submit and yield to this convicting power of the Holy Spirit, your consecration becomes satanic. And that's why you get worse. You get worse and worse because what was designed to be offered to God has been offered to Satan. Because when you offer yourself to God and God said, get this right, get this right, and you refuse, it becomes satanic, your consecration. That means, don't you understand that your fasting now, there are people call consecration fasting, but it's really not consecration. But your fasting now be turned. And what you're doing, you now, you are solidifying yourself in the thing, the vice that's been manipulated all this time. You care more about your image and how people look at you and view you. Than your relationship with God. You are no good to God. You don't understand. You are absolutely no good to God. And when you're no good to God, you are no good to nobody because only God is the God of life. You're no good to yourself. If you're married, you're no good to your spouse. If you have children, you're no good to your children. If you're a leader, you're no good to the people, a businessman. You're no good to your employees. You're no good to nobody. Nobody! When you separate yourself from God, you refuse. But this is the season hour, ladies and gentlemen. I pray that you and I will prepare ourselves for all the blessings that is getting ready to be poured upon us. God is saying this to all of us so we can be ready. Get your act together. It's not worth it. Cleanse your heart. Cleanse your spirit from all error from all contamination, from all unforgiveness and resentment and bitterness and anger. Get your spirit clean. I ask God to save you. I ask God to say, look, I, I have I asked Jesus to come into my life, but I never have experienced the witness of the spirit. I had the scripture, you know, you say that the spirit of God bears witness in our spirit that we are sons of God. The spirit of God bears witness with our spirit. The spirit of God bears witness. And the majority of people, I guarantee you, he said, did you experience the witness of the Spirit when you first got saved? I don't know. I actually just asked him to come into my life. Then that was mechanical and it was fleshly and it wasn't by the Spirit of God. I can say, Jesus, Jesus, come into my life. Think about it. Look at the people you know that have said, Jesus, come into my life. Look at the people. 
Look at their disposition and attitude. Look at their mindset. Look at their <clears throat> thought life. It is so natural. Their mind is always on natural things. Their mind is always on carnal things. Always. But they got Jesus living under them. They're all they dominated by this realm. But they say they got Jesus living in them. But we accept it because why? They, they, well, who am I? They said, they said they accepted Jesus. But the Bible said clearly that you'll know the tree by the fruit that it bears. Is there any fruit? What kind of fruit bear that tree produce? Well, every time I turn around, it's a lion fruit. Every time I turn around, it's a revenge fruit. Every time I turn around, it's an unforgiveness fruit. Every time I turn around, it's a carnality fruit. Every time I turn around, it's this world's fruit. But nothing from the kingdom of God. Nothing from the kingdom of God. Nothing from the life of Christ. When things don't go their way, they have to lie and manipulate to get what they want. Does that sound like salvation to you? Sound like the same old person before they got saved? Let me pray for you today. That God will set your spirit free. And that God will grace all of us to encounter true salvation. Real salvation. A witness of the spirit. That we will, we will experience Experience the adoption of our spirit, the adoption of our spirit, the witness of our spirit, the Holy Spirit bearing witness to my spirit. I know, I know I'm saved because I just got a witness inside of me. I know I'm not the same. Now I need to grow in that now. Now I can grow into that. Now when I read the Bible, now when I read the Bible, it can, the helper, the Holy Spirit can lead me now. I don't control him in my devotions. I don't control him in prayer. I don't control. He influences me. He leads me in prayer. He, he leads me. I don't lead him no more. He leads me. So I can wait on him and say, what, what, what do you want to pray this morning to the Father? What's on the Father's agenda, Holy Spirit? And he can start downloading. And then I begin to pray. And, then, and I say, okay, what, what else? And he said, well, there's some situation that's taking place. Uh, there's some plots and plans and, uh, that's taking place by Satan himself. He's plotting against this person's life. He said, I want you to take care of that. And then you yield to him, and the Holy Spirit takes you into the room of the Spirit, and you begin to war and battle with your spirit. You can't not deal with demon spirits. Only with your liberated human spirit. If my spirit is not set free, I cannot do spiritual warfare. You can't do spiritual warfare out of your head. You cannot do spiritual warfare out of your soul. You cannot do spiritual warfare only from your human spirit that is free, that is born again. The Holy Spirit takes your spirit and wars against demon spirits. It's the only way. So let's say to know that. So let me get your spirit all tied up, bound up, or polluted. And your spirit can be polluted. Paul said, uh, where that side of scripture go, um, uh, I was talking about the deliverance from the filthiness of the spirit and the filthiness of the flesh. So your spirit can get polluted by your disobedience, your rebellion. And so therefore it blocks, it put weights on your spirit. And there's no movement of your spirit because if you, there's no movement in your human spirit, there's no movement in the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit lives in your human spirit. He's a master, ladies and gentlemen. 
So, Master, Father, we're so grateful and thankful for our radio audience today. You knew exactly who would tune in and who's going to tune in later. And I pray right now, sir, that the dealings of the Spirit of God, the convicting power of the Holy Spirit, will increase exponentially in all of us. For we need to know the Holy Spirit. What is not Holy Spirit-led is flesh-led. What is flesh-led always produces death. You can never be glorified in anything in the flesh. Flesh cannot glorify you, and you cannot glorify flesh. Flesh is, is, is an enemy to you, sir. Forgive us for every fleshly activity that we have uh, established. Forgive us for every fleshly word that we have spoke. Forgive us, Lord God Almighty, for every fleshly decision that we have made to bring death. Have mercy upon us today. We ask it in the name of Jesus. Forgive us for every fleshly, all the pastors, every fleshly message, every message that we have ministered under our own strength and wasn't induced by the Holy Spirit. Forgive us today. Forgive us, Lord God, for some of us even have flow in the gifts of the Spirit from the mediation of our soul and not the Holy Spirit in our human spirit. Just like the satanic agents. Forgive us, O oh God. Have mercy upon us. Save our spirits. Save our souls. Save our hearts. Save our minds. In the name of grace us to experience genuine salvation. Grace us to experience, O oh God, uh, the witness of the Spirit. Grace us to experience, Lord God, uh, the adoption. God, help us today. Help us, Holy Spirit of the Most High God. We ask it even now in the name of the Lord Jesus, that as we cry out to you and ask you to grace us to experience salvation, is to experience being led by the Holy Spirit, to be submitted to the Holy Spirit, to yield to the Holy Spirit. And I ask you right now, sir, that you will have mercy upon us and you restore your church, your church to a place of power. Power in your kingdom, not just the apostles and prophets, evangelist, pastor, and teacher, but Lord, let your body rise up in this last hour. Let your body rise up with great power. Let your body rise up walking and demonstrating great authority in the earth realm that men and women would know where did these people come from. I've never seen them like this before. They cannot be those Christians because I've never seen Christians flow like this. You see, of a truth, we are Christians. Of a truth, we are Christ-like. Of a truth, we have ceased, but Christ lives in us. Of a truth. And then the Christians will start getting saved. The Christians will say, this is what salvation was supposed to have been like, and evidently I haven't been saved. I've been talking to talk, but I haven't been walking to walk. There's a move of God. And Lord, let your spirit let your spirit descend upon us. Let the Holy Spirit fall upon us. Bring us to the place that the Holy Spirit ministered Jesus to us. 
the character of Jesus, the love of Christ, the peace of Christ, the joy of Christ, the faith of Christ, the temperance of Christ, the patience of Christ, the goodness of Christ, the kindness of Christ, the gentleness of Christ, the humility of Christ, the compassion of Christ, the authority of Christ, the wisdom of Christ, the wisdom of Christ, the righteousness of Christ, the sanctification of Christ, the redemption of Christ, Holy Spirit, minister Jesus to us. Minister Jesus to us. Open our eyes, Holy Spirit, that we can behold Jesus. As we behold Jesus, then and only then can we be changed into the very same image from glory to glory. We want to be changed. We desire to be changed. Holy Spirit, help us today, Holy Spirit of the Most High God. Help us to embrace them. Help us to be one with them. Spirit of the living God, you are our helper. We're crying out to you today, Holy Spirit of the Most High God. Grace us, Father, to come to the end of ourselves. That is no longer us, but it's Christ in us, the hope of glory. Christ in us. Let Christ be formed in us. Let him be formed in us. Let Christ come to full maturity in our spirit, in our souls, in our hearts, in our minds, manifesting himself in our physical bodies. Over every work of darkness, so God, treading on serpents and scorpions, and over all the powers of the enemy, decree and declare nothing shall by enemies hurt us. Do it for every authority on this line, every husband, every father, every mother, every wife, every parent, every businessman, businesswoman, every apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher. Do it, I pray in Jesus' name. Liberate us so we can be liberators. Set us free from our own self so we can set others free. We can be the instruments in your hand, liberating others in the name of the Lord Jesus. Lord God, shower your spirit. Pour out of your spirit upon us, we pray. We need you, Holy Spirit. Do it, Father, I ask in the name of the Lord Jesus. Now seal your sons and your daughters, we pray. Even by the atoning blood of Christ, oh God, I pray in Jesus, and let this day be a day of the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. Let this day be a day, oh God, that we live, walk, and move in the Spirit of God. So conscious of the Holy Spirit, in the name of the Lord Jesus, we thank you for it, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. And I seal everyone under the sound of my voice by the atoning blood of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Well, this has been your host, Dr. D.J. McKenzie with the Master Key. We pray that the Lord has challenged you today. We pray that you have accepted the challenge, and you will begin to search yourself and search your heart and search your mind and begin to examine yourself, lining up with the Word of God, coming to the place that you refuse to make any more excuses, and you will never compare yourself with a human being ever again, but you will compare yourself with the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. God bless you. Until Monday evening at 6 p.m. This has been your host once again, Dr. DJ McKenzie. God bless you. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.